And, and it can't be filled with Louis and Gucci and Prada. It only can be filled with the blood and the blood of Jesus Christ. That is the only answer. Lives are ending short of potential that God intended. They're ending short of the potential that God intended. And enough with all this nonsense, spiritual and religious talk about God knows the time and it was just his time and God needed another flower. He ain't need nothing. The, the fact of the matter is you can cut your life short of God's plan. He says, choose the way of wisdom. That it may go well with you. Don't tell me that God God can extend life. If God had a, if it was a set date, Hezekiah wouldn't have got another 15. Somebody said, you preaching. And I ain't even touched the text. Uh, I'm sorry. We're going to get as far as we can get. I could drop the mic now. In this chapter, Paul is dealing with stuff. We've been walking through Ephesians. We understand we blessed, we chosen, we called. He told us how to live and how to practice what we preach and how to walk. And then he starts dealing with the family. He already dealt with the leadership of the church because that's the first order of business. The Bible says that judgment will start at the house of God, not with sinners. And so now he's dealing with the offspring and what should happen. And he says, children, obey your parents. Somebody say obedience. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. I don't even got to get deep. I'm just going to talk to you. Can the spirit talk? Let the spirit talk. Use me, Lord. Use me. Hallelujah. Parent, he says, children, obey your parents. The Bible talks about Samuel who did not want to listen to God and he told him that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Disobedience. When you disobey God, it is the act of being in rebellion against the things of God. So children, when you are rebelling against your parents, you are under the spell of a witch. It's a demonic spirit behind when you can raise up a child and look at them the next day and not know who they are. Because you know you ain't been teaching that. Children, obey your parents. In the Lord, for this is right. He said this is right. Stop. The, the, the nation has went left. That's why it ain't right. Amen. The reason why young people and children could apply to every last one of you because the Bible talks about how parents are still children because Paul said, I want to give you meat, but you're still acting like babes. And though now you want, oh, Jesus, you want them to obey you, but you don't obey God. You want to know why she acted like a, there you go, thank you so much, hallelujah, acting like a you. 
it's the right thing to obey your parents. Now, what people think and the theology behind this is that they say, well, the, the Bible says obey those in the Lord. So my parents are in the Lord. So I can't listen to them. Not. What this means, it is how Greek, in a Greek writing and how it is to be understood, what Paul is actually saying here is obey your parents, but those who are in the Lord especially, that's what it should say. So you still have to obey your parents. Now, if your parents are telling you to do when you come of age, and when you are of legal age, and the Jewish culture, that was 12, they became men. That's what, you know, understand, we ain't operating in a system like the Jewish culture got it, even though they had it right when it comes to the things that pertain to God. Because we got our own system. We got the Negro system. Y'all better help me up in there. You know, yeah, okay. And I'm grown when I think I'm grown. So, but when they become of legal age to make a choice for Christ and their own right, then if the parents are telling them to disobey God, then you are obligated as a child to obey God. As long as what the parent is not telling, is telling you is not in direct disobedience to God's law. Do you understand? So, in other words, yep, make it make it clear. So, in other words, if I'm accepting Jesus and my mama told me I need to be Jehovah Witness, I got to go. Okay. Children, obey your parents. Stop thinking that you have it, everything. You, we, parents have been given authority. They brought you in this world. They're given authority by God. They are responsible for your well-being. They are responsible for your well-being. And the job of the parent is to bring them up in the things of God. It is not cute to be watching Housewives of L.A. with your kids. You don't pray with them. You don't read no scripture to them. You ain't spoken over their life. You haven't sold. Y'all better help me. You've checked out. And so parent, children have actually become parents. Pastor, I'm a we and, and in our neighborhood, right, when I was down the block, right, there was a house that we would always go to. All the boys would just go to this house. The mama would let us come in the house. We'd all, we smoke weed, we chop drugs, we do everything up in the house. She was mama in the block. She would, oh, but she was getting out. We would feed her drugs. We would do whatever we want to do in the house. We would pay her rent. And she couldn't tell us to do anything. And then the children went to their house and they started paying their mama rent and they started doing that. And mama couldn't say nothing to little Johnny who's 12 years old because he paying the rent. Y'all not going to say nothing. So the children became the parents. And then they look right in your mama's face, right in your dad. And who are you? You ain't, y'all not, oh my God. And that's what creates this void in the system. So I know that that was going on back in the 80s. I know. You can't explain to me how you could be under governmental assistance and your rent costs $7 and you get evicted. Can we be real today? Or do you want me to just, eh, and the law said, no, 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 no. 
children obey your parents. Stop acting like you know everything. Like you've been down every road. And then he says this, honor your father and mother. Because obedience and honor are two different things. Honor means you respect them in such a way. You don't like, there was a code. You don't even say, you can talk about me. You talk about my voice. You can say I was ugly. You say, oh, you mad. You ain't mad. They could cut you down. But as soon as they say your mama, woo, it was on. You already knew you had to fight mama. Mama ain't even have to be alive. Just say mama. Yeah, my, You knew mama was no good, but you, that's my mama. They, they, you defending somebody you don't even like. Y'all not even going to say nothing, but say mama. But nobody don't honor mama or father no more. Listen. Oh, that's, that's the sign of the times. They don't, uh, they could walk right by the church, right? Smoke weed. They could smoke it right in front of the church. They ain't care about mama, the 40 year right high in front of the church. Come in the church high. Now, you need to be in the presence of the Lord high. I get it. But if I just smoke some weed, I'm going to put some, I'm going to spray myself down. I'm going to smell like a bowl bottle or axe. Some people just come in, just, you know, they, like, and they got the whole church looking down the road. Like, is, well, anybody smell that skunk? No, you came in. You knew what you did. There was a level of respect. Like, I can't go to church like this today. I just got to sleep this off. Now it's like, they don't, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. And it goes on in the church. Because the church don't even honor their father or mother. Spiritual father or mother. There's no honor in the church. If you could go home and talk about your pastor and gossip about your leader, and y'all, y'all real quiet over here on this side. Say amen. Nobody know I'm talking about you. Amen. He said, this is the first commandment with promise. This is why, children. He says, here's the promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long. The reason our kids are dying is because they do not respect or honor authority. That is the reason outside of the nice kid who decided they were going to go to the party that night and the bullet don't never hit nobody else that need the bullet. Y'all not going to say nothing. But it's always the nice one. Oh, they went to church. She was such a wonder. He was such a great. And I never would have saw this. But 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 mama said don't go. Daddy said you don't need to be hanging around them. You need to watch them. What, what? Because we could see that that friend ain't got the best interest for you. You don't need to be hanging with them. I, well, Parents don't know what's going on in their kids' room. Don't know what shows they watching. Don't know who they are with TikTok. Don't know who their friends is on Facebook. Don't know what's going on in their room. But you, y'all better help me. Y'all come on. Come on. And the enemy sneaks in and now they hanging around with so-and-so. You don't know they got a tattoo. Nabal Pearson. No, they got a thong on 12 years old. Y'all not gonna say no. No explanation on why a 12 and 11-year-old girl going in Victoria's Secret. You better take your butt to Target. 
fucking fast. Nobody saying nothing. Oh, that's so cute. She look, look at her cute. Now everything, big old fluttery eyelashes on your face. Can't open your eyes. Do I sound old? Y'all know it's foolish. Now, if you got a job, more power to you. It's, it don't make no sense because you ain't spending your money right to stay and learn wisdom. You want to live long life. This is what it is. Listen to your parents. Okay, let me leave with that low because I see y'all so excited about obeying your parents and the Lord for it is right. They're just a reaction. I don't see no kids jumping up saying amen. Notice no kids say amen. You better say amen when I say obey your parents. Come over there and knock. Yeah, don't be looking at him. You too. Oh, don't be looking with the big old eyes. Obey mama and papa. Make me come up there and run that drive up on that hill, snatch the brakes off you. You ain't going to say nothing. That's the problem. We was cutting down trees the other Yesterday, I know 100 degrees shouldn't be cutting them down, but we out there cutting the tree down. Anyway, and my we had a big old pile. I said, I'll cut the tree. She got to do the, the branch work. And she said, you, you see, she said, did your mama ever, and you ever have to go get a switch? I said, like, yeah, there was a big pile of switches. I should have took a picture and posted it. It was switch heaven. It was, anybody know what switches is? Uh, see, some of y'all need some switches. We need to bring the switch back. So that way we can switch some of these kids' ideal and destination. The problem with some of y'all kids, y'all never met a switch. Tap your neighbor and say, bring the switch back. Yeah, look at, look at the kid next to you. He said, I will get a switch. Now that you need a whole tree trunk, you might have to go ahead and bring a whole two by four. You ain't going to say nothing. That was torture. That was that was like walking death row. Looking looking for and then don't bring back a little one. Don't bring back she gonna have to go back. She's gonna be tired. Your mama be braiding, stuffing, whipping your eye. Anybody ever got whipped with a mess around? Didn't even know it was poison ivy. Got whipped and was itching. Y'all better. But now, don't you touch me. I dare you. To, I call the police on you. I call DCF. Y'all not going to say nothing. I tell them, go ahead, call them. That's two less miles I got to feed. Y'all better get a new room, turn that joker into a study. Y'all better help me. Kids don't like when I talk about this. Okay, y'all that thing. Some of y'all scared to take y'all kids' phones. They all erasing stuff right now. They smart. They got clone accounts. They'll let you check the phone and then they, they know how to swipe and get to the real stuff. I dare every parent to snatch their kid phone right now. Tell them, give it to you. If you paying for it, snatch it. See what they text last. These kids is shaking. They want me to say grace and peace. Okay, let's move. <laughs> Every kid going to the bathroom. Jeremiah, don't you delete nothing to talk about. I paid for my own phone. The devil is a lie. You still live in your mama's. Go snatch that phone. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. My wife said, chill out. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is a deliverance service. Play some deliverance music while this phone being snatched. Okay. What he says, he says, and you fathers. Now, I don't think you ever noticed this. I swear I don't need 15 more minutes. I'm done. You fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Notice what he did not say. When I read scripture and I study scripture, I don't just look at what the scripture says. I look at what it doesn't say. Because God is very direct in what he put in here. You read in the same text. Do you notice it does not say mothers? It doesn't say fathers and mothers. It doesn't even say parents. It says fathers. Because as going with the conclusion and the context of Ephesians, it lets us know order. And men, we are not supposed to check out just to make some money. It is the job of a father to raise his children in the things of God. Oh, my God. Why doesn't he say mothers? Because God didn't say Eve, where are thou? When things went messed up, he said, Adam, where are you? When things go messed up in the house, it's because daddy's not there. Oh, y'all better help me. And it has forced women to play two roles. But women, you created this mess. Oh, it got quiet. Y'all was amen. And when I said fathers, y'all got real quiet when I just said that. You created this mess out of pain. Because some man hurt you and left you with the kids. And now you're, I don't need no man. We don't need, so you become strong black women and white women. Because you got to do it all. But you want a man. So then you get a man in the house and he try to play father. And the kids say, you ain't my daddy. And you say, these are my kids. And I can make the money. Men ain't good. And so you pushed us in a place. Woo. You become an alpha female. You weren't designed to be that way. You running stuff. You making the decisions. Can't nobody tell you nothing. And your children see that. 
And they figure they don't need no man. It, it creates a, a sexual dysfunction. That's all I'm going to say about that. You want to know how stuff just don't pop up. It is important for fathers to play their role and to make sure that your children are being brought up and not to provoke them for wrath, which means you're not supposed to just be a rule maker. You got to tell your kids you love them. You got to hug them, whether it's a boy or a female. You hug your son. You tell your son you love him. You hug your daughters. You treat your daughters like with the respect that a man is supposed to treat his daughters, not to having such a tight rebate or beating them all the time because that, that shows that men can hit women. Y'all not going to say nothing. I had to lay hands on Alana once. Maybe a long time, but usually you don't understand once because she jumped out of pocket. But anyway, that, but after that, after, she still have to understand that I love her. You, when you give correction in that way, you still have to embrace and you have to let them know that they walk away with love, not out of rejection. Help me. I'm preaching up in here. Am I helping anybody up in here? Or am I just talking? I'm trying to help you. So you can't just be the rule maker and come in and you don't show any type of love and affection because your kids will hate you. That is abuse. Correction without compassion is abuse. And even if you're not there. And even if you had to separate, you need to make sure what is mama teaching you. If, if they're not getting it from wherever they're going, you need to make sure you need to double time. If they're going away into an environment that don't have nothing to do with God, when they get back in your house, you need to have a scripture fest. You need to wash that crap up off of them. Y'all better help me up in here because they are being indoctrinated with stuff. That's why you can raise kids. And it is very important when your children go away to college that you pray for them constantly because they are in an environment where they think they grown and they are being bombarded with all types of religion and they come back asking all kind of crazy questions and thinking everything cool but as for me and my house I don't care. I tell them, I don't care what they talking about. God, Jesus saved your daddy. If not for Jesus, I'd be on crack. You wouldn't be here or I wouldn't be in your life. I know who we serve. Every blessing that we got, everything that you're doing is a blessing and a drip down from God the Father. Don't come up in here talking no new age. Y'all better help me. You gonna know truth. Well, they say, I don't care well, who is they. I fed you. I raised you. I slept on that. Mama pushed you out. Who is they? Is they paying your tuition? Please let me meet they. I'm not mad. I'm happy. Let's go back. <laughs> I say that because we need to know how to raise our kids. We don't want that coming up in here. We want you to know how to parent your children. If you need help, ask for help. God, I didn't know how to, I was deadbeat dad. I didn't know. God had to teach me how to father my children. Men, get instruction from God. 
And then God will lead you to people so that you can learn how to be a father. Because sending child support ain't being a daddy. And then the Bible says, <laughs> well, servants, as all of us, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling. As a servant, you are supposed to be obedient to your masters with singleness of heart, not with eye service or men pleasers. All I'm going to say about this part is stop acting like you got it going on in front of the leader. Act like you got it going on all the time. You got too many men pleasers. You know, they act one way when you see them and then the next way when you don't. You act like you're working when the boss there. <laughs> How many people know that when the boss don't come to work, it's a better day at work, ain't it? Y'all look, who the, who the boss ain't here? What? Yeah, you watching Netflix? <laughs> what? You can't do it as men pleasers. You got to know that whatever you do in this house, in God's house, whether it's cleaning the toilet or preaching, you're doing everything to the glory of God. That God sees everything. You don't look to receive something from people. You look to receive it from God. Do we got anybody in here that just do it because they love God? It's got to be because half the time we don't, half the time we get on each other's nerves. It's got to be the love of Jesus. And then he says, with goodwill, with goodwill, means you got to do it out of the kindness and the love of your heart. If it's in your heart, you're going to do it. That's why you can't make anybody praise God. You can't make anybody give. You can't make anybody do anything. Half of us can't control our kids. So I got to do everything with good heart. I got to serve because I love God. And as I close this wonderful message, he says, masters do the same thing. That means no matter what position you got, everybody got a master. If I want, a, well, he's saying in all of this, if I want to live a well life, if I want to have extended days, if I want to be prosperous in my living, I need to be obedient. Kids first to your parents as the parents are obedient to God, as a leader obedient, as a servant obedient to my leader, and as a leader obedient to God. It's all trickling around. This is how we get stuff fixed. This is how things change because that's how love ends up being the motivating factor of everything that we do. I obey you not because you are in control of me. That's the whole wife and the husband situation we talked about. Wives be subject to your husband. Husband, respect and love your wife, right? Come on. It's, a, it's how God wants order. Somebody say order. And we don't understand order. We get out of order and our lives are cut short our blessings are cut short we are reaching for blessings and stuff we're trying to get it in other ways but God says if you just follow my plan what did the Bible say he said the blessings will overtake you 
which means the blessings are chasing us. But if we're not being obedient and walking in order, the blessings can't find us. Because blessings don't come unless obedience is, y'all not going to help me. Yeah, now, what you think you can, you say, well, I'm blessed, even though I'm not. Oh, no, you're not. You're getting trickling blessings. You're getting little, little sprinkles. But I want the whole of God to fall on me. I am not young enough to be getting sprinkles. I need it to drip on me. I need it to be poured on me. So that's why I have to obey him. I got to serve you. I got to raise my kids. I got to love the church. I got to love the things God says. I better help me. So that I can say it is well with my soul. Can anybody say it is well? See, when you are obedient to God, you understand that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. When you're obedient to God, when you're walking in his steps, you know that whatever I'm going through, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. When I'm being obedient to God, when I am listening and following the way, he says, I will order your plan. I will bless every step. I will strengthen and lengthen your days. I will pour you out a blessing that you can't receive. Does anybody want God's blessing instead of the devil's curse? In order for our nation to change, we got to get in order. Our leaders are in order. Parents aren't in order. Our teachers are out of order. God says, get everything back in order. The Bible says in 3 John first 1 and 2, he says, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy health and that all may go well with you. All may go well with you. That word well holds such power because I told you in the beginning, it talks about living a thorough life. Anybody tired of getting halfway there? Anybody tired of almost blessings? Anybody tired of almost healings? The Bible says, I will make you well. If anybody want to be made whole, that word whole has to do with being well, recovering your health, God healing your sickness, God healing your bank account, God healing. I'm preaching up in here, but you can sit there and act because you don't want to be obedient. You find it hard to be obedient. But God said, the things that I put on you are not a burden. I never put more on you than you can bear. If God is required sacrifice he's already given sacrifice he's got a ram in the bush but you gotta be obedient to what he's telling you to do where he's telling you to go what he's telling you to give how he's telling you to praise and some of y'all ain't praised God in a long time and he said I want to praise out of your mouth I want to praise out of your belly I need a shout out of your belly if you do watch me go ahead and make all things well but the devil wants you to sit there and act like you don't know what I'm going through, what you're doing. God said, I want to make it well. I want to heal your house. I want to heal your kids. I want to heal your mind. I want to deliver you from depression. I want to deal it. And the devil got you sitting down like, no, you can't get that. You don't deserve that. It's by grace. God said, not of works. It's by grace. 
I sent my son so that it could be well with you. I let his blood drip so it could be well with you. I let him get out the tomb so it could be well with you. Tap your neighbor and say, it is well. It is well with my soul. And when it gets well with your soul, he said, I'll get it well in your house. I'll get it well on your job. I'll get it well in your kids. I'll get it well in your grandkids. I'll let the blessing overflow. Somebody say it's recovery time. That's what it means. It means to recover. We got to recover a generation. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, that he who called you out of darkness. Do I got any young people that have been called out of darkness, that God snatched you up out of the hands of the enemy, that you went back and had to get your parents saved. You went back, had to get your grandfather saved. You went back, had to... If you ever had major surgery, God said, listen, it's going to hurt. It's going to be some pain. I'm going to have to cut you. And you're going to think it ain't work. But I'm a, it's going to heal. It's going to take some time, but it's going to heal. And it's going to come a time when it's all healed. It's going to be well. The thing you couldn't do before, you're going to be able to do. But you got to go through this thing right here. You cannot abort the process of what you got to go through if you want to get to the well part. And you got to be obedient to what I tell you to do in between me cutting you and you getting well. I'm preaching up in here. God said, I cut you. I did some things. There were some things that hurt you. Some things that you had to go through. But I didn't let it kill you. I had my hand on the scalpel. And you got to just be obedient right between this time. Don't worry about what they did to you. Don't worry about them talking about you. Don't worry about who left you. Don't worry about the pain. I'm going to heal you. Just go through this right here. That's why the Bible says, I walk through. I walk through because when you come out on the other side, you're going to come out tried and true. Before, I didn't know God like I know him now. I never knew him as Jehovah Jireh, as my provider. But when they let me go from my job and I didn't miss a meal, I recognized he was Jehovah Jireh. I didn't know he was Jehovah Nisi till I had to go through a fight. And now I can hold up the bloodstained banner because I came out with victory. I didn't know him as El Shaddai. I didn't know him as Elohim. I didn't know him as Tiskanu. I didn't know him, but all the hell I've been through. Now I know him, and now I can say, it is well with my open this altar up because somebody in here few people been going through hell don't understand what the attack's about and God just gave you a word he said it's going to be well 
said don't even worry about it it was all designed to bring you to this place it was all a plan to get you to surrender if that's you you come to this altar if that's you you come to this altar don't wait for no nobody to stop you you just go ahead and make your way and say i'm i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired here i am lord here i am here i am do what you want make it well he said do you want to be made whole just tell him i want to be made whole I don't need a man to make me whole. I don't need what I, I don't need drugs. I don't need alcohol. I don't need it. I need you, Lord. Come into my heart. Hallelujah. 